Seattle's Morning News. Dave Ross with Colleen O'Brien and Chris Sullivan. The indictment of Donald Trump. Is it going to stick? What happens next? Let's go to former state attorney general Rob McKenna. Uh, Rob, first of all, outline what type of we have, we don't have the uh, text yet, but this case involves the hush money paid to Stormy Daniels. Uh, what level of crime would this be? Well, the payment of hush money is not a crime. If it seems he's likely to be charged with felony falsification of business records, according to the sources I've looked at, mm-hmm. uh, that means the prosecutor, District Attorney Bragg, you know, had to convince the grand jury that there was evidence that Trump mislabeled the hush money payment in furtherance of another crime, perhaps a federal election law crime or a state crime like illegal campaign contributions, tax fraud, or money laundering. My bet is on tax fraud. If Hmm. it's shown that the money that went to Daniels from Michael Cohen was reimbursed by Trump from his business account and then claimed as a business expense on his taxes or his organization's taxes, because, of course, paying your law firm is a legitimate business expense. But when it's really just uh, uh, reimbursement for hush money that and you claim it as business expense, that could be tax fraud. Hmm. Now, is this I mean, there are degrees of tax fraud. Is this big deal tax fraud or is this the kind of tax fraud you prosecute if you sort of want to get back at somebody, which is the implication, of course, of Trump supporters? Yeah, I think that criminal tax fraud uh, is is a high standard. It requires intent. You, you're knowingly f- uh, falsifying your tax return. But apparently in New York, it's also uh, a felony to falsify business records in furtherance of another crime like tax fraud. So you could have an independent felony here related to uh, another potential violation, whether it's tax fraud or illegal campaign contributions or what have you. You know, look, a lot of folks in Washington state uh, don't really understand grand juries because we don't have them in Washington state. So it's worth spending 10 seconds explaining that a grand jury doesn't decide guilt or innocence. That's the job of the trial jury, also known as a petite jury, which you because know, grand juries will have like 23 members. The grand jury's role is to listen to the prosecutor and the witnesses the prosecutor brings and, and to a defense witness if one is provided and then to vote in secret on whether they believe enough evidence exists to charge uh, a person with a crime. It's kind of a check and balance uh, feature, right? That, mm-hmm. that it's not just up to the prosecutor. He has to persuade a grand jury that there's enough evidence to bring charges. And then you go through a trial and, and the trial jury has to decide whether or not the beyond a reasonable doubt standard has been met by the prosecution. Now, I've been listening to a lot of the the coverage and the speculation. Uh, Number one, uh, Alvin Bragg, the DA, would not have brought this case against a former president unless this was a really rock-solid case with a lot of uh, persuasive evidence. Then the other analysis I've heard is that, hey, they went after – remember former presidential candidate John Edwards turns out to have a a mistress, and he apparently was paying her expenses to keep this uh, hushed up. And that went to trial, and – he was not convicted. So this is not necessarily a slam dunk. How do you assess the the chances of this? Well, I don't think it's a slam dunk. It it all comes down to the strength of the evidence and the credibility of the witnesses involved. And and I think the district attorney will have some problem with 
Michael Cohen as a star witness because, of course, he was convicted and spent three years in jail for doing a lot of lying. But your comparison to the Edwards case is, is worth considering because the U.S. Department of Justice Public Integrity Section brought that case against uh, John Edwards after he was found to have been uh, concealing the existence of his mistress who had his child while in hiding and apparently some wealthy donors contributed uh, over a million dollars that was funneled to her through a campaign aide, uh, Andrew Young, who falsely claimed paternity of the child that Edwards and Hunter had together. Andrew Young's uh, credibility was a real problem for the prosecution in that case because there was evidence that he diverted hundreds of thousands of dollars from some of those same donors to pay for his own expenses and to build himself a nice new home in North Carolina. They had a problem with their key witness. The, the, the good thing about our criminal justice system is there are checks and balances, and uh, the standard for proving that someone is guilty of a crime uh, is a very high one, beyond a reasonable doubt. So the prosecution here is going to have to meet that standard by proving that Trump you know, knowingly, for example, committed tax fraud, intended to commit tax fraud by ordering that his uh, lawyer be paid to reimburse him for the hush money payment. Michael Cohen, who you brought up, was, of course, one of the witnesses against Trump. But he was also on the air saying, hey, you know, I, I'm, I'm in jail. I'm serving, I'm serving time for doing exactly what Trump is accused of. So right. if I was punished, why shouldn't he be punished? Well, I, that's, that's a fair point. You know, I, one of Trump's supporters was quoted recently as saying, ah, if they can come after Trump, they can come after any of you. Well, that's exactly the yeah, point. That's right. right. Nobody's above the law, not even a former president. Uh, and uh, I agree with you that uh, the district attorney here would have thought long and hard about whether there was enough evidence to even to present to a grand jury. And he was taking a chance, right? The grand jury could have decided that there wasn't enough evidence to, to indict Trump for a crime, for felony falsification of business records. Uh, but he obviously felt he had enough evidence and he had a credible enough witness to uh, to make the case to the grand jury. The grand jury was persuaded there's enough evidence for indictment, not for conviction, a really important point to keep in mind. Uh, and now we'll see what uh, the rest of the criminal justice process produces, because, of course, Trump, if he's a defendant in a felony trial, uh, he can be called as a witness. He can choose not to testify. He can take the fifth. But all this evidence is going to be out in plain sight, whereas uh, you know, during a grand jury process, it's all behind closed doors. So now putting on your hat as a practicing Republican, is there a way for Trump to spin this to his advantage? No, he's already spinning it, and it probably is to his advantage with his Republican base. You know, A lot of Republicans continue to support him, and a significant number of us do not, or maybe never, in my case, never did support him. But it does seem to be for him having the desired effect to reinforce his base support. The problem for him is it's not nearly enough support to win the presidency. He needs independent voters and he needs other Republicans to vote for him. And this is this is not going to help him. And and it's important to remember this is, you know, one of only four criminal investigations in which he could face potential charges. There's right. the, the potential charges in the state of Georgia for alleged interference in the 2020 election. There are the federal investigations into his role in the January 6th, 2021 insurrection at the Capitol and the investigation into his alleged mishandling of classified documents. You could definitely write one of those off uh, if you're a committed Trump supporter uh, as being politically motivated. But, you know, when you add them all up, it looks a lot more like a pattern of, of misconduct and not uh, not an isolated witch hunt directed against him. Former state attorney general Rob McKenna. Rob, thank you. 
Thanks, Dave. And we're hearing from Trump's attorneys this morning. His attorney, Joe Takapina, has said, in case you're wondering whether uh, Trump might accept a plea deal, uh, Takapina says absolutely not. They, pl- they plan to file what he calls substantial legal challenges to this. And uh, another Trump attorney, Jim Trustees, says that he expects that the legal team is going to file motions to completely dismiss the indictment before a trial could even get underway. As for Trump surrendering to Manhattan law enforcement, his attorneys are saying uh, he's not going to hole up at uh, Mar-a-Lago. He won't have to be extradited. He will voluntarily surrender himself at some point. Well, that hasn't been announced yet. And again, I just want to emphasize that while we know he's been indicted, nobody knows exactly what's in the indictment because the text of that indictment has yet to be released.